Season 1, Episode 2. Hey everybody, welcome to the Comfy Boys Podcast. I'm Holden. I'm Sergio. We got Chad Quinn and Tom Adams here. Tom Adams is from Florida. He's uh, calling in here, Bluetooth, and he's live on the show. It's pretty interesting. This is Tom. Chad, say hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's, what's going up? on? You want to introduce <laughs> yourself? Whoever wants to first, Tom, you can yeah, you go can ahead, go ahead Tom. and introduce yourself first. Tell us what you do. Hey, man, my name is uh, Tom. Uh, just trying to get comfy over here so I can hang out with you, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right now, kind of sitting out on my back porch. I am in Florida. Uh, I've lived here all my life. Outside of being in the military for a couple of years, I left and came back. Uh, now I am working uh, almost full-time, about 30 hours a week, and going to school full-time. And what are you and going to school for, Tom? So I, uh, I'm going to school for an economics degree, actually, uh, minoring in international business right now. Dude's trying to run the run the world. Nice. You almost next done. Wall Street shark. That was my brother's degree. He got the same thing. Oh really? Yeah. Does he like? Is he already graduated or? Yeah, he's selling software out in D.C. now. But yeah, he liked it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Tom, I, I mean, oh sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just uh, he was he was asking how far along I am and. You know, amid everything that's going on, coincidentally, I'm actually in my last two semesters. So once I finish this semester, I have summer, and then that's it. I'm graduating. Yeah, so what have they done for, like, school out there? Did they cancel? Because, like, here they got it canceled, and I think they're trying to set up, like, online classes for everybody. I ended up riding, getting, giving a ride from the dealership to a, one of their tech guys at, here at their community college, and he was saying that they're, like, setting up online schooling. So is that, like, kind of the same how it is for you? Yeah, it is. And um, they actually – so they didn't actually cancel any classes. Uh, I still have – so my current course is two online classes and two um, S and C classes, and they just basically uh, – the two online courses kind of continued on. I mean, there's – there's a lot of like, hey, we know a lot of stuff is going on, so it, we're pushing all the assignments back and giving you more time. And then they're doing that with the online stuff too. And, you know, you could just tell like some teachers are used to doing online classes and some aren't. So it's kind of like a huge learning curve for some of the teachers and it's kind of taking some time. And All, the, really all the non-tech savvy ones are getting called out. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, absolutely, because... I mean, they can choose to have online courses or not. And now, you know, there's no choice. Like you don't get a choice. anymore. Right. Yeah. So that was, that, that was actually really interesting. Uh, yesterday I was talking to, uh, we, we got another buddy who's like a recruiter and he wants to come on the show as well for the, uh, for the army. You were in the Marines, right? Yeah. For five years. So what, what was that like? Oh man, what wasn't that like? It was a, it was a life uh, experience. I had a, I had maybe not the most normal experience. And, you know, at least from what I understand, I, I started off being a linguist, uh, was getting a secret security clearance and all that stuff through like boot camp and MCT, which is like the follow on after boot camp. You do a couple of months there to like basically learn how to do combat drills and stuff. And then you go on to your school. So I went on to the school to be a linguist. I was learning 
uh, Farsi, which is basically what they speak in Iran. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't take it super seriously. I took it pretty seriously, but I partied uh, pretty hard and ended up not being the most. Like, you know, the reason I joined the military is because I wasn't a good student, and that's literally what it was. So I ended up failing out of that. They wanted to give me another language, Spanish, and I was like, no thanks. So then they transferred me out to another uh, MOS, which is my military occupation. And I ended up being a Amtrak mechanic, which is uh, an amphibious assault vehicle. It's basically the the vehicle that takes troops from the ship to the shore. It's a floating tank. Uh, and I spent my last four years as a mechanic and had a blast. You know, I went to Japan, went on a couple of ships, did a uh, couple of fleet weeks. Um, you know, I, I didn't really... You talk to a lot of Marines, a lot of people in the military, Army, Navy, all of them who have been in country and have seen combat. So there's definitely a level of like, did I pull my fair share of the weight? And definitely a lot of guilt, you know, for feeling like you didn't. But at the same time, you know, you, when you get to sit down and talk with those guys, you know, they're, they're almost like, I'm happy you didn't have to do that. And so you don't have to kind of experience the, you know, the kind of, post-traumatic shit that I'm experiencing. So I got to be there for a lot of those dudes and talk with them uh, without actually having to to um, withstand it, which uh, is, a, is a blessing, really. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, you know, I wish I could have gone and, and been there for some of my brothers, you know. Yeah, well, we at least we got the, the same Tom back after five years. Yeah, uh, that's definitely not the case for a lot of people. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Yeah, that was that was definitely a plus. Um, as well as like you don't have to worry about your friends either, you know. Like you want people yeah. to support their country and do everything like that, but then you also don't want your friends to get hurt. Definitely, I mean, and you know, you're going in it with the mindset, at least in that time frame, which was which was bad. Back, yeah, I mean, you're like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So, I mean, you thought. I mean, at least I thought if I was going to go into a combat MOS, that would have been the case, but I was going to be a linguist. So I figured, oh, whatever, I'll just, you know, I'll sit on base. Like, I wasn't trying to be a hero by any means. I just failed out of college right after high school. And um, you went to FAU, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, one of your friends, Amber. Um, we had a good first year, and she was a great student. So I think she ended up graduating from there. And I, again, partied, not taking it seriously. And, uh, just didn't want to be financially burdened to anybody. So like I'll join the military. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like it taught you anything? Did you come out of it different? I mean, not like a uh, change personality, but like definitely a new respect for, you know, just the world and the things that you have and, you know, the time that you have. So, I mean, I definitely, now I'm a much better student for it, uh, very focused on what my you know life goals are and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it definitely changed a little bit. You happy that you did it? A thousand percent, yeah. Um, well, you're, without on, a doubt, you're on the uh, the GI bills paying for your schooling right now for what you're going through. Yeah, for. man. I'm not only like, so like basically when you get out of the military and you go on the GI bill, they're not only paying for your school, but they're paying you to go to school. So they pay for my school hundred percent. And then I also, as long as I'm full time, they give me money for, for basically like housing and stuff. That's pretty sweet. Cause you can't go to work. 
you shouldn't be going to work full time if you're going to be focused on school. I mean, some people do it, and you know, more power to them. But oh hell yeah, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how people go to school full time and then work three jobs or yeah. like whatever and still pass it, tests. Like, where do you find the time to study? No social like, life, no yeah, nothing. It, at right. point. Home, work, school, home, work, school. Enough to drive you for crazy. sure. I'm, I kind of felt like that for a second, but. Uh, like not, I mean, it really isn't even that bad if you manage your time right, which, you know, I was still kind of procrastinating still, but, you know, it, it's definitely not, it's not easy and, you know, good for those people, man. And not to mention they're paying for it too, right? So yeah, they're going to come out of all kinds of debt and shit. I would think your girlfriend keeps you on your toes, keeps you on task. She does. She's, um, you know what, more than anything, uh, she was a large reason on why I was like, uh, she was like, you're, you've already started. You have X amount of credits from when you went, uh, before you went in the military. Like it would be stupid of you not to mm-hmm. basically utilize the GI bill, no matter what you go to college for and come out as a better person on the other end. And she continued to motivate me to do it. Kind of kept me in it. Now she's, we're just, you know, waiting to graduate, start our life. Yeah. Were you going to school for something different before you went back? It was just basic business. So okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing in high school. Um, my sisters were all going to college. My stepdad had graduated from college and it was more of like a, you know, it's just a thing that you do, you know? And, and, and they were like, you can join the military, but you should go to college. Right. Um, uh, so I went just because that was what I thought I was supposed to do. And I really wasn't in the mindset for it really, you know? Yeah. So where's your, where's your outcome? You know, once you are done with college, what's what's your dream job that you're wanting to get? You know, uh, and that's a, a, I mean, you do, a lot of people ask you that, and I, I don't have any specific expectations. I just know that I'm really just hoping to do like some sales or something like that. I mean, I would love to work in a corporate environment. Um, hopefully not like necessarily like direct management over personnel, but like more so management of like a company or something like that. And just kind of going to take whatever op- opportunities are, you know, presented to me as much as I can. Well, and I know that you were doing, uh, wasn't it like right when you got out of the military, you were like working for some company that assembles brewing equipment and you were like welding yeah, stuff. So right when I got out, uh, before I met my girlfriend and, you know, failing college once, failing to be a linguist and like studying, I just kind of thought, you know, I'm good with my hands. I'm not really the college type. So I went and got a a welding degree, learned how to weld and went to work for a company uh, assembling brewery systems, you know, fermenters, mash mixers, stuff like that. I ended up building uh, brew houses and stuff like that, which is basically like the structure that the brewer stands on when he's like operating all the machinery and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen some crazy stuff. Like cool stuff. What's that? I mean, I'm sure you've seen some cool stuff like at these, at these breweries and you know. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. I mean, it's really, I honestly like anything industrial is super fascinating to me because you know, somebody has to build it and somebody has to operate it. And like, it could be from car machinery or heavy duty machinery to welding. It's just all, I think it's all really awesome stuff. Yeah. I mean, I know Serge and I, and I don't know about you, Chad, cause you're drinking a slushy, so <laughs> it tastes good. I'm not complaining. I know, I know we love breweries. I, I can't really judge them too much. I'm drinking a Bud Light seltzer, but yeah. that's mostly because I'm trying. Yeah. To, 
I, I feel so bad because I know I'd be. They would be so ashamed of me. I'm like drinking McUltras right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We are literally all but Sergio is drinking a what is that a Kona? It's a Kona, yeah, yeah. That's your go-to. Kona's yeah. are cool, man. They're cool beers, dude. Well, and we went on, uh, and we kind of talked about this yesterday, and you didn't get a chance to listen to the full podcast, but Serge and I... I and, tried to, I wanted to so bad. It sounded really good. I really enjoyed it. You guys are um, really funny. It's, it's rad. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate gets, that. It gets better. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, it's only up from here. But uh, so we, uh, Serge and I and, and one other friend of ours, we were, you know, actively talking about doing a uh opening a brewery here in casper and this was before like frontier i think frontier was getting ready to open right this like is crater hadn't opened skull tree had no no yeah no. so we were trying to be like one of the first or second ones that were gonna be in here and we ended up not accomplishing that it, yeah innovative. it's it, probably like four years ago maybe yeah four i mean it's like ex- that. it's so expensive it is especially here in casper like they the the overhead here is ridiculous. I know something brewery in Brighton. Their overhead is very cheap, and they have like a nice downtown Brighton place, and it's all. I like, mean, entering that market like has got to be so expensive because the amount of equipment that you oh, need. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you got to have your own recipes and all that stuff pretty much set up before you even go in. So. Oh yeah. You gotta be doing micro micro like in your garage for a few years before you can you know you gotta somebody's gotta say I like your shit right before you go blah, blah, <laughs> Yeah, blah, pretty blah. much. Yeah. Have, have you done that before? <laughs> have you done any home brewing? No, I got a buddy who does. I am not a cook by any means. Measuring ingredients is not a skill set of mine. Because <laughs> you messed around right? with it, right, Holden? Yeah, so I have a a, a full home brewing kit. What five gallon? Oh, yeah, and and I've done it. I had this really good like, uh, it was like a mango double IPA, and uh, fuckface who will not be named dumped it out down the sink. So I was pretty upset about that. Who would do that? That's terrible. A, a definite asshole. Sorry, bro. Yeah, it's whatever. So I, I want to make some more this summer, and I have a, a kegerator in the garage that I put my uh, my keg in and hopefully nice. get fucked up off of it because it's delicious. That's got to be a great thing. <laughs> like, you make this beer, and instead of going to, like, you know, the gas station or store and buying beer, like, yeah, you, you got to get to drink garage. beer right it's a fun it's a fun process and it's definitely nice when the the level of accomplishment you feel that you know when you get done making something and somebody drinks it and they're like oh shit this is pretty good so the first beer that i ever made it was a uh it was an amber and i took it down to that brewery in brighton that i was just talking about and let them have some and they were like oh this is your first beer it's like way better than the first shit we ever made so that kind of got me a little hyped up on it, and uh, it just kind of there you go. That yeah, it slows after a while, like only because it's it takes time to do yeah, it. Yeah, there's no it's very, instant gratification because you're waiting for it to ferment too. Yeah. I've done it before too, and you're waiting. You don't know you made this. You spent this time like all day brewing this beer. You don't know for weeks and weeks whether or not it's any good. Could end up being shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And I, I didn't have the kegerator, so I had to bottle it all, and that shit took some time. Yeah, no, I refused. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's way smarter. Yeah. Where I was like, uh, fuck that, I'm not. I'm you not gotta wait a lot longer, shit. too. Capping thing where you had to put a cap on every mm-hmm. individual bottle. Yeah. On there. And when I was interning at that the same, it's called Something Brewery Brighton. Here's a free plug for you. Um, it was, It was pretty cool. Yeah, and I bottled a shit ton of beer, and it fucking sucks. It's like, they didn't have an so automatic r- system. So not we at that time. No, not at that time. Uh, yeah, we were doing it by hand, and it is very repetitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we were there for like six hours. I fucking could barely walk once we left because we were we were drinking the whole time. Like that's one of the greatest things about like if you own a brewery or like work for somebody with a brewery, like you got to sample the goods. You get to drink <laughs> the whole time you're working. So. Am I like not talking in the mic or what? Mm-hmm. It's like on the side, but it still works. So, what got you guys like onto? I know this is like episode two, which one I feel pretty privileged for episode number two. It's like you know, right in the beginning of the whole thing. But what made <laughs> yeah. you guys want to? Do this? You guys listen to a lot of podcasts, or yeah, dude, I listen to Joe Rogan like pretty religiously. Not as much lately. Um, just because I don't have time to listen to the whole thing from like my drive to work and then driving home. Some of his podcasts are pretty long. So then it's like, right. I, I think I fall asleep at like eight thirty or nine. Like I can't even make it through a movie once I get off work. <laughs> like by the time I eat and shower and shit, like I'm passing out by like eight thirty nine. Okay. Right. It takes me three days to watch a movie. It's fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That is that is like your thing, or like, I mean, who's all, is this all Sergio's like equipment and stuff? Yeah, and like no, TV? we just, we went half and half on it, but yeah, I listened to like mainly a couple podcasts. The main one I listened to is like Joe Budden podcast. It's like a hip hop one. Um, I pretty much grind through. It's like a three hour podcast. I could grind it out in a day. So I got the time to actually. I work in an office, so... This I get... motherfucker sits at his desk and watches goddamn Netflix. <laughs> nah, I wish. Yeah, whatever. Oh, they Netflix blocked you, blocked, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he got everyone blocked from it because his boss kept <laughs> nah. walking by. Seeing him watching <laughs> fucking new no, seasons of Ozark or some shit. I do a lot of multitasking, so like a lot of spreadsheets and stuff like that, Word documents, so it's like all half-ass stuff, I guess, so I could... Bro takes two-hour lunches. And two birds with one stone. That's awesome. Putting them on blast. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, they're gonna watches. listen to this and then be like, "Yo, you're fired. <laughs> you're done here." Yeah, it's not like they don't know. Uh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. funny enough, they're like ask me about the brewery thing because I'm the first time I started to listen to podcasts was basically it was like a little mom and pop shop that we were building uh, brewery systems in, and I had the ability to listen music you know not like a corporate environment so it's whatever and i listened to music for maybe about a month and it just got pretty monotonous for me so i started listening to podcasts and that's really where i put the hood down and start you know taking or whatever and that's really where i did most of my uh kind of listening to different podcasts and stuff like that i was listening to a lot of like this might sound nerdy but there's this one it's called uh uh, economics. So it's basically like an economics podcast. And have you, uh, have you read one. the books? Freakonomics? Yeah. No, no, I've, I've read it. It's a good book. It's a pretty good book. Really? Chad, Chad doesn't read. Don't believe him. <laughs> I done learnt well. <laughs> no, dude. So, uh, kind of answer more of your question. Uh, there's not really anybody in Casper 
you know, we live in a small town. It's probably like 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, did you guys do your census? Yeah, I did mine. I did. Yeah, I did mine too. Chad, fucking get on it. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth. Well, well, apparently they're going to keep bugging you until you do it. <laughs> um, But yeah, there's, it's, you know, there's 60,000 people. There's a lot of shit that happens here. And, and, you know, it gets covered by the news, but the news gets old. You know, right. it's 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 more scripted than anything. They're told what to say. We can say whatever the fuck we want. So we try not to upset anybody, but, you know, yeah. opinions are opinions. And, you know, hopefully yeah. we don't offend anybody. That's never the intention. But Plus, um, yeah, when we first started thinking about doing a podcast, like uh, we were just uh, at the bar and stuff and just talking to people, just putting it out there and stuff like that. And then we just... Like, the first couple of days, we, like, talked it into existence. We had some great conversations and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and I was like, we need to stop talking. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're having all these conversations. Like, if we had a microphone here and could record all this right now, it'd be great. So, this is a good time for this question. Why Comfy Boys? Uh, okay, so we were, <laughs> again, we were sitting at the bar, and somebody was like, well, what are you guys going to call it? It was Mario. Yeah. Mario Shout from Gaslight. Mario. Yeah. Who's going to be on the podcast, by the way? Eventually, uh, we'll point. get him on. Yeah. Um, but he was like, what are you guys going to be called? And I was like, I don't know. So Dax... Um, Shepard. Shepard has a... Uh, yeah, armchair expert. Armchair expert. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's a really cool name. Like, I wonder... Like, it sounds chill. It's kind of inviting, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, why don't we call it Lazy Days? And yeah. we'll just do it every Sunday. And then uh, I think Sergio ended yeah. up saying like, "Oh yeah, we'll just be a couple of comfy boys on some lazy days." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, comfy boys, let's do that. Right. Let's use that instead." And then Mario's like, he started giving us shit about it and it's saying like, how comfy boys, yeah. Yeah. The comfy boys are here. <laughs> so he kept giving us shit about it, and then like I think we saw him like a week later, and he's like, "Yo, you know what? Like I've been thinking about it, and comfy boys is actually pretty sick." So yeah. <laughs> we ended up sticking with that. Um, we got Fishbach. Um, everyone here knows who's on the phone knows who Matt Fishbach is. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, Fishbach knows how to use Photoshop and all that, especially because what he does for his job. Um, and we still got to get like our pictures up on Facebook. Yeah. This yeah. is a, a work in progress. So, yeah, we got to make like cover picture and everything. So, I mean, this is not this... all the platforms. You have to get uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, we. I started the Facebook and the Twitter and yeah, the first step for me was just basically just getting something out there and then we could go from there. Yeah. I, well, that's good, man. I'm glad that you guys kind of went that route. Cause some people are like, I'm not releasing it till everything is exactly just so. And like, honestly, you're going to be better off. You just, just go just do just it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll learn. Yeah. And, yeah you make things will get better. Go. Surprisingly enough though, like I probably listened to our podcast from yesterday. Like, 12 times oh really oh yeah dude. oh damn it's, i only listened maybe like that in one time no i've listened to like 12 times <laughs> like six hours of your life just listening to the same stuff okay <laughs> pretty much well because i was i was trying to to understand try and catch any flaws you know self-critique a little yeah, bit. yeah kind of self-critique it um but honestly, I thought it came out really, really well. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, my sister sent me up. Uh, they listened, and uh, shout out to you guys. But uh, they're like, yeah, for first podcast and everything, everything sounded good and, and uh, good topics. And they've thought about stuff that we talked about before and stuff like that, breweries. And I think like everybody has a brewery idea you know, some point yeah. in their life. 
everybody has those bar talks. Oh, let's get together and do this or blah, blah, blah. So Yeah, but there's one motherfucker that did it, and his name's Chad Pollock. Yeah. <laughs> that came, like, one conversation turned into millions of dollars of investment, and now they, they have their own company. Yeah. Speaking of that, shout out to uh, Backwards, Backwards Distillery. Because yeah. we're going to try and get, get Chad Pollock here. or uh, I mean, Chad Pollock, he's... And he self-critiqued admittance of being a strange person and hates talking to people. But I, I, I hope I can get him on to like do this. So if it's not him, it would, it would be his sister. Amber. In some manner or something. Yeah, well, everybody has their quotes. And another and like shout that. out to them because they shut down. When they started to notice this Corona stuff spike, they shut down the bar before or the tasting room before it was mandated. A lot of places kind of chilled and just waited to see. And they, as soon as they thought it was uh, like bad for their customers, they took the financial loss and shut it down. So yeah, yeah, well, we we definitely got to get them on here at some point. Um, uh, also, okay, so we definitely need to talk about this whole coronavirus Corona, yeah. thing, and that was yeah. kind of one of the main reasons of getting Tom on here because. Florida is becoming like a new epicenter of the coronavirus. Me being from Florida, and I have lots of friends there, so it's it's a little worrisome. Terry Terry Janowski was just here, Tom. No way, really. Yeah, yeah. he came out here for a week, and you know, pissed me off every day. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great having him. Um, yeah, shout anyway, out Terry. Yeah, shout out to Terry. Terry's also gonna be on here at some point. Um, that dude is a fucking. He's an animal. animal. It's seriously, I, I don't he understand. He has stories. I never really knew Terry like you knew him. I and mean, we've had this conversation before, but you were close friends with him. And I just knew of Terry from the stories about oh, Terry. Yeah. We were, we, our whole group on, on Terry's side, we were a bunch of fucking hooligans, <laughs> you know, we were getting in trouble and doing stupid shit all the time. Um, luckily I never got in too much trouble. Uh, it's mostly Terry, but from where Terry Terry was and where he's at now, holy shit, that dude is literally an animal, and he's you know self made and mm -hmm. he is intelligent through himself as far as he reads a lot of books, he tries to find out knowledge on anything and everything he can, and so it's it's gonna be a good podcast when we get him on here for sure. Yeah. But um, I just imagine. Somebody like that who at a young age was so actively doing so many things like you can attribute that to like, you know, they just they mentally, you know, they just had so many things in their head and they just their outlet at that young age was doing wild shit. And yeah. now that he's grown up, that same brain is now put, being put to the power of like, let me get shit done and be motivated to like figure things out. And yeah, you know, the, well, and the great thing about him, too, is that he he didn't forget his friends. He, you know, through all of the success that he's been doing and, and whatnot, or been having, he has, you know, brought Matt Fishbach in and Matt's doing great working for him and just all kinds of things. And he's very motivating. He gives a lot of, he's, I got this book in the mail like a month ago. Right. And I was like, who the fuck sent me? Like, I don't know what this book is, <laughs> how to jumpstart your, 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 or how to manage your money and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, who the fuck sent this? And literally, like, two weeks later, Terry texts me randomly, and he's like, hey, man, did you get that book I sent you? I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I almost threw it the fuck away. I didn't know if there was fucking... What, what it was, was spam or something. <laughs> yeah. No, what was that powder? 
Oh, anthrax. anthrax I didn't know yeah. there was anthrax on the pages or something. Someone's trying to kill me. <laughs> who do you who think you who do you think you are that somebody's gonna send you? Yeah, you're not important enough for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be the first to say fuck all three of you. All right. Oh. <laughs> I got exes, That's man. <laughs> uh, all right. So we haven't had Chad introduce himself, and right. uh, not that anyone cares, but uh, oh. Chad Quinn, here you go. Welcome. You guys are fucks. <laughs> the volume was down on that one, so uh, press it again. Chad Quinn, it's coming for you. <laughs> All right, Chad, go ahead. Um, I'm Chad Quinn. I'm Canadian. I've lived in Wyoming. You really had to throw that? I'm... That's who I am. <laughs> Literally, everyone just turned off the recording. Yeah, like, no yeah, one it's wants done. to listen anymore. All right, it's a wrap. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm Canadian, and I've lived all over the place. I've been in Wyoming 12 years. Um, I'm a building inspector. like to travel. And? You're born in Thailand. Yeah. Doesn't speak any Thai. I can order food in Thai. That's about it. The important shit. Are you one of those cross-dresser ones? <laughs> lady boy? That's you. You're the lady boy. Whatever. That sounds like a very interesting background. I know you guys just kind of played that down, but you were born in Thailand, grew up in Canada, moved to Wyoming. It sounds like you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, we moved like every two to three years when I grew up. So I was born in Thailand and I lived in Borneo, China, Canada, Alaska, Louisiana, Wyoming. So it's been, it was a, it was a ride. It was an interesting childhood for sure. Oh, why'd you move around so much? Oh, my dad's in the oil field like you. So I thought you were a military brat. No, no military. There isn't that much of a Canadian military anyways. <laughs> There's probably like three people. <laughs> yeah, he's putting his country on blast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad, was that it? Move um, on. What else do you want me to talk about? I don't know. What was it like living in different places? You know, for me, Growing I lived up, in yeah. Denver. I went, I went to... Shit, how three different, four different elementary schools and four different high schools. Like Sergio was saying, I'm naturally an introvert and I had to become more extroverted just to adapt because I was always the new kid. You're still working on the extrovert part. I know. I, I turtle up sometimes, but, but yeah, it, it was different. I was always the new kid. We moved pretty much every two years. So it was. I got to see a lot of cool stuff and learn a lot of new things. So that that part of it was really cool. Did you ever notice like a difference in your popularity level from like different places? Different places that you lived. Like, yeah, I mean, other some places you acclimate a lot easier. I know than other places. So. I know in Colorado, like I wasn't, I wasn't a nerd or a geek or a loser or anything like that. I was in a band. So what's up? But yeah, we like, can talk about that later too. <laughs> yeah, but still, you gonna let the cat in? No, it's because there's an echo. I think so. Oh, no. I, I'm take one for the team. <laughs> All right, Serge is like deathly allergic to cats, and so it's gonna be funny. He's gonna start. <laughs> he's gonna start getting bloodshot eyes and scratching his neck like a crackhead. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's an echo. But there's always an echo. That was pretty pre- prevalent to me. So you guys can put some like cloth up on the walls or something and yeah cool you want. you want to donate the money then slap right. it sure <laughs> i'm just kidding um but yeah anyway so i i wasn't the, the most popular kid but i by far wasn't a loser but like from when i went from colorado to florida it was like a total flip i was kind of like <laughs> it's, it's just chilling on my lap now 
but I was kind of like the kid, you know, in school. Everyone knew me. And, yeah. You know, I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends from different high schools. Tom Adams, who's on with us, uh, being one yep. of them. You went to Nature Coast, didn't you? So, actually, coincidentally, I think you graduated from Central, right? I did. Fuck Central. So, my first year in high school, the year that we would have been in school together, I was at Nature Coast, yeah. But then I ended up going to Central for my sophomore, junior, and senior year. What did you think of Central? They really picked on me a lot there. As far as, I mean, like, Like the the administration... You're a huge corn-fed white kid. Like, I don't even know who who is picking on you. I mean, like, I mean, like, the faculty, because I had, you know, I had a lot of anger problems when I was growing up. Well, uh, yeah, that's just because you were, uh, you know, very extroverted at that time, and you are definitely willing to speak your opinion and didn't care who was listening, whether they were an (laughs) adult or a young person, you know, and you definitely, from what I remember, you weren't afraid of getting in trouble, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Ch- I'm like the dad now. Yeah, Sergio's right. the dad. I'm the dad. Papa Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you're more Shout of the out. dad when I'm not around. <laughs> literally, like there has been a couple times Sergio saved my ass because I was. That's true. Hammered. Sergio's always the calm, cool, collected one, and you know when he leaves, it's, it's time, time to, to go. I'm like Cinderella. Yeah. 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 Twelve o'clock. No, but uh, um, back to your question though, uh, hardest place was Louisiana because most you of those probably didn't fit in. Yeah, most of those people had been there forever and they had their friend groups, and yeah. so it was tough to to meet people and stuff there because uh, a lot of their parents grew up together Leo, and they had get off of him. <laughs> I already shoot him off once. He's back <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, a lot of their parents grew up together, their grandparents, so they were all like entrenched in their friend group. So that was that was the weirdest place for sure that I live. A lot of other places, like all the Asian countries, um, we lived on a compound or in a neighborhood with other. That's people. what I feel like you would be the hardest to fit in. At. It was actually pretty easy because I was younger at the time. Like I moved back, so the north kids didn't me. know how to hate you yet. Was virtually well, they're all no, in the same situation, though, is what I'm oh, saying. Gotcha. Everyone's a transplant from somewhere else. Because if I'm watching, you know, Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious, <laughs> right? Yeah, no one was, liked him. Well, he was in a he was in an old <laughs> Japanese school there. That was well, they, they had. I was in an international little school. Little Bow Wow was that Little Bow Wow? Yeah, yeah that was Little Bow Wow. Yeah, he ended up liking him. <laughs> it was a definitely it was definitely a different transition here. But I felt like when I moved to Wyoming, I fit in pretty well. I met a lot You're of a little reckless at first. I knew you right at the beginning. Or pretty close to. Well, you have to understand, like, living in a place like Florida, I mean, it's pretty go, go, go there. Like, and when you get in an argument with someone there and you're like, yo, it's fuck you. It's all yeah. Like, they're like, business. yo, fuck you. Yeah, you handle Let's it go. There. Yeah. Like, here, people aren't like that. There's a lot of talking before anything actually happens. True. And I just wasn't used to that kind of behavior. And so I was a little bit, you know, I jumped the gun a lot. I, I <laughs> a little kinda, froggy, a little froggy. Yeah. And I've always <laughs> kind of been that way. I mean, Florida, you know, was just a good fit. But I like Wyoming. I, I like yeah. living in a small town. There's certain things I don't like about it. but Dude, you were living in Florida and you had a bright yellow GTO, like loud as hell. I mean, you were that guy. <laughs> like. He was, you know, young, young 20s, driving around, you know, kind of a hot rod, 
at that time. I mean, he, he definitely lived rod. up to it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I had nitrous on it, and I went to the racetrack oh, and and raced at Orlando Speedway. Um, I just I liked cars. I liked racing cars. That has since kind of gone down a little bit because we need trucks here and i tried the whole sports car thing but got tired of switching tires all the time yeah yeah i have a sports car but i just have all season tires but you have a work truck too. yeah so so then if it gets Uh -uh. to mr what is uh what's a sports car like what kind of sports car do you have i have an evo 10 today it's a cat oh okay that's rad dude that's a cool car yeah it's pretty sweet it's uh one of my dream cars so right when i had a good job put him Lock him in another room or something. Yeah, I had a good job, so then I figured I I would uh, buy one of my dream cars. So that's pretty rad. How old were you? Like, what ages were you when you were in Thailand going to these international schools and stuff? And then you were from like infancy, obviously, to like what age before you left? Kindergarten, first grade is when I moved back. So I didn't. There wasn't that much of that international schooling. That's why I said it wasn't hard to fit in because it was. I was just a kid. Kids get along with kids. It, like prejudice and racism and stuff is learned behavior. So that's stuff that yeah, you pick up. Yeah, too early for that yeah. stuff. So, I mean, do you have any, like, uh, deep-rooted memories of that? I mean, I don't remember shit from first grade. Like, I don't remember anything until, like, I was in middle school. Like, I have such a terrible memory. But I imagine being in such a crazy environment and moving around, you probably have some pretty... Yeah, uh, honestly, my first memory. memory is on the Great Wall of China. We were looking through the portholes, and I remember that vividly. That's my first solid memory, and I was, yeah, I was about kindergarten age at the time. So that's that incredible. Was, that was that's my really first cool. memory, right? Um, we are very cultured. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, let's talk about Corona a little bit, especially after talking about Asia and Florida. What so? How's it down there? What are you experiencing in your daily life right now? I mean, I just, the only reason why I'm nervous about talking about this, because I don't want to sound ignorant or anything. So I was telling you guys before we really got on air that, uh, for, I, I actually got sick. So my, I live right now with my girlfriend and her sister and she went down to Naples and she was around somebody that was like her mother and their family and they were sick. She came up here, she brought something up here and I, we don't know what it was could have very well just been you know the seasonal flu yeah so i had you know a sore throat completely stuffy nose headaches and on monday morning i was supposed to go to work that you know that sunday i started getting sick i texted my boss and was like hey man i'm not gonna come in blah 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 like all right and uh i don't go to work on tuesdays and thursdays those are my school days so I was still at home on Tuesday and, you know, this whole thing started developing. So this is not this past week, but the week before. So it really started to kind of like catch traction. And I texted him and I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not feeling great. And I don't want to be around, you know, I don't want to be around other coworkers and customers and it'd be kind of like, you know, off-putting to people. So I stayed home again on Wednesday and then it could just continue to escalate. So I basically stayed home for about five straight days and just watched the news every day. So I was watching it uh, before last week thinking at that point, this can't get any worse. This is really why. And, you know, I'm I'm taking in the news too. You know, I'm not going out and like going to the stores and stuff like that and seeing people still active. So I, uh, I really, I just didn't see it 
continuing to go the way that it's going right now. So I, you know, eventually got better or feeling better. And, and still that whole time you're like, okay, you know, they're telling you these are the symptoms. They're telling you how long you're supposed to quarantine. I don't know if I'm got the coronavirus or not. Well, or you can't get a test easily right away either. So that's right. And that was my thing. Like it was either. So this whole long story happened. I tried to basically use my insurance to go and find a place to go get tested. I found out that my insurance was not in place at my current workplace because I was technically considered an intern or whatever. So I wasn't even supposed to be receiving benefits. They ended up paying me back everything that I paid in the past year. I got like an $800 check from my work, but you know, so I couldn't even use my insurance to go get tested if there was one available. So I kind of, yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to describe it other than that. I just was like looking basically at all of the information that the CDC and, you know, that you're hearing over, over, you know, uh, the news and stuff and just kind of figured, all right, I don't have it. I'm pretty solid. I don't know for sure, but I need to not go to work and be sick or spreading any kind of virus. I don't know what the length of contagion is or anything like that. Did paranoia set in at all? <clears throat> they, I mean, I'm, I like at that point, the only people that were severely getting, um, really sick were 16 above or pre-existing conditions. I don't right. have any of that. So I was like, all right, if I get the coronavirus, the only reason why I'm staying home is to, you know, just be a decent human being and not spread it to people yeah, who good on you theoretically die. Right. And so I went to work Monday and, you know, everybody had the same opinion. And I, so I live in St. Pete, Florida, which is just outside of Tampa and I work in Sarasota. So, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a, you know, I got to feel out the climate here. I got to feel out the climate at work and people were, this is serious, but we still got to work. So that's right. kind of the pretense that I've been over, uh, under this past week. So I went to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, you know, I feel fine. And you're seeing people who are, I don't know, man, there's a lot of mechanics. So they're more so afraid for their jobs. They're not necessarily afraid of virus. And there's some people who are sitting really on the right side of things, you know, as far as like right wing. And then there's other people that are on the more liberal side of things who are like, you know, this is the worst thing, and you know, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And so you're kind of getting uh, from both sides. And at this point, you know, I know that New York is completely upside down right now. Right. And I know that, you know, Louisiana's bad and, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even, so like at a certain point when you sit at home and you watch the, the news every single day, like this past week, I haven't watched the news. So yeah, I, you I heard to. you saying, well, I heard you saying that Florida is becoming the new epicenter and I'm like, you know, I don't know what, like where, I don't know what you're referring to because, and I feel pretty ignorant at this point for not knowing that, I guess, I know that there's a lot of cases here and I know that it's growing and like I'm watching some of the trackers and stuff like that, but I'm really hearing more so via word of mouth that like New York is really bad. New Orleans yeah. is really bad. Parts of California are really bad. New so, York, uh, I mean, they, they're, uh, the whole state, they count for like half the cases of the coronavirus for the U S so right, I the think, numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. Over there. It's, yeah. There are thousands and thousands. Of oh cases. yeah. I think, uh, the last thing I saw was like, uh, us had 50,000 cases and like 25,000 confirmed are from New York. And we're sitting at 19,000 just a couple of days ago. Yeah. That's the last time I checked. Yeah, so. Well, it's just expen yeah. exponential yeah. curve. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so, it, it doubled and then it's going to double again. So it was like 40,000 yeah. last week. And then like, I mean, 
I, you know, you talk to a couple of people and they're like, all right, April is going to be this really terrible, terrible time. And, you know, you go out, so you, you, you look on the news and you see people in full hazmat suits. Yeah. And then you go out and you see other parts where there's people in hospitals and they're just like wearing masks and maybe, you know, some protective eyewear and stuff. And you're like, how do I gauge myself in between hazmat suit versus, you know, people at the grocery store? Yeah. And it's, um, it's the, I think the scariest part of it is the uncertainty. And, right. and I feel myself uncertain because I don't, I don't really know. I'm just trying to be a decent human being, but I, you know, you yeah, wash your hands. Live. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully if anything good comes of this, some hygiene, some people need some hygiene. Yeah. Well, and like obviously coming from being in New York, I was there like a month or so in December. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if anybody else here has been to New York, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely understandable how people get, get people, other people sick there. Well, so you're like, close quarters all the time, all the time, man. Like, so this, that's kind of protected us in Wyoming. I had, this, I had this friend there and I used to have to like bring a change of clothes to like go into the apartment and I would have to change because I'd rode on the subway and virtually they were a germaphobe. And so that was a common thing back in December for them. Well, I mean, just, I think just for this one person he's talking about, it was just this one person, but like, it's crazy though. Like (laughs) needless to say, she does not have the virus. So (laughs) (laughs) it does not surprise me. And everyone that is a germaphobe and stuff there, all their behaviors are now validated. Because, yeah. Right, yeah, no, they're totally feeling like, see, see. I told you. Yeah, I, I told, I told all you idiots. <laughs> this 20-gallon hand sanitizer thing I bought is Dude, justified. The, the craziest thing is, did you guys ever, I mean, years ago, did you ever watch the TV show Doomsday Preppers? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. one, yeah. Dude, I mean, they are living yeah, underground those, right now. Some of those people's, like, so some people were like, I'm waiting for the financial crash. I'm waiting for, you know, a nuclear war- warfare. And some people were like, I'm waiting for, like, basically a mass, the next you know, epidemic, yeah. you know, virus, an epidemic. And, like, those people must feel, like, unbelievably validated at this moment, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I, I mean, should, I, I don't if obviously. I that money for that, I'd feel extremely validated right. and happy. <laughs> Either that yeah, or if you're I mean, a hoarder. We're still not in, like, a. We're not in a post-apocalyptic environment, though. You know, like nah, we don't zombies are coming, man. People are... Yeah, that's <laughs> next. All these people that died from the coronavirus are coming back as fucking zombies. <laughs> At least they're mostly that old, was, uh... so they'll be <laughs> slow-moving zombies. Hopefully. <laughs> I think the thing that most recently struck my attention um, this past week is I happened to turn on the news, and I don't have any cable, so I'm watching like YouTube Live. I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube TV. I have like a couple of apps on my Fire Stick that like give me live news, and so like you're you're not really getting like the most live stuff. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to get in like backlog of stories that have played like throughout the week and shit. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories was they played they basically like uh, put up you know ten pictures of people who have died from the virus with like a little mini you know background story of who they were, and it was literally ten people. And to think that like I mean I felt like shit watching that, and yeah. then to kind of you know, think like, okay, this is 10 people of 10,000, you know, 20,000, tens of thousands of people that have died. And, you know, I think of a lot of the main point, like a lot of it was like watching Italy, like basically just like mm-hmm. go up in flames, man. It was, well, so virtually it's really sad, man. What I watch while I'm at work is, and I don't always get to watch it cause I'm, you know, typing up paperwork on this. Busy. 
Yeah, but I can hear it, and I I do watch the the YouTube live like um, MSNBC, um, and that's virtually where I heard that like Florida's cases are growing substantially quick and yeah do you think it's because like all those kids went to spring break that's what hell I, was, yes. I was gonna mention that <clears throat> yeah. a lot of people and that one kid that carriers and that one kid know. that got on and was like we've been waiting for spring break for a long time and like we're here to party like, right no, in miami I'm, baby if i get coronavirus i get coronavirus it's like that kid's that not like getting a job after that, that he has corona. <laughs> he actually has and I guess he like publicly apologized and stuff because a bunch of people were giving him shit. Like you guys Hopefully, are like honestly, dude. You get, I mean, dude, that was like the most uh, of the week that I was home. One of the most frustrating things to watch is like watching the whole thing develop. And you know, here we are in the state of Florida. Just honestly, nationwide, we have the worst rap sheet of all the retards. <laughs> and here we are. Florida man, man isn't a meme at all. <laughs> 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 Yeah, next. Hey, We're, man, like you guys had the zombie outbreak back, like a few few years back. You know, people eating each other's oh, faces mean, and shit. Uh, with the bath salts? <laughs> it was bath salts. Oh, yeah. man, the bath salts thing was ridiculous. It, it's just like, you know, but the reality for me is, and I'm, I'm a biased Floridian, and I just feel like these aren't all Floridians, okay? Like all these stories. These aren't all people. Who, the, the climate is just warmer, so, you know, people from all over the place come here. Yeah, and right. you know we had all these college kids from whoever knows where the hell else they came from probably and they're like on the beaches giving you guys bad rap I, yeah I mean it was just I'm not I'm not 21 but I'm not 35 so like I'm not old enough to be not associated but I'm not young enough that I'm like you know still that dumb or really feeling like I'm associated with those people but like just feeling like you know somewhat they're like you know, these kids are somewhat in my age group because we're all like in our twenties and stuff. Some of them, obviously some of them are like 18, 19 or whatever, but like, it's just really disappointing to see, you know, people's like inability to have sympathy for other people. And, you know, like, you know, obviously at this point we're talking, going to school to be an economist and, you know, it's just, it, it's, it really is arrogance to think that all of these people that are being affected, maybe you're not being affected because you're a young person or you don't think you're going to die, which is not the truth, the case anymore. People understand that right. younger people are dying from this, but you know, it, even if you don't have an emotional connection to like a grandparent or somebody who may possibly be in a very detrimental position, like who do you think is supporting this massive economy that we're having right now? All these older people that are buying retirement homes and the spending money in restaurants and all this shit. You know, they're retiring. They're like literally have all this cash flow that they prepared and that they're spending. Like, why do you think? I mean, I understand that they're young and dumb, so they don't really know. But, you know, those people, not just, just, I mean, purely out of humanity, like those people matter, but also for your own livelihood, if you want to have a job and be successful, those people matter. So yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it was, um, that was definitely something that I just was. When you were talking about the 10 people that they profiled, and everyone like is a wife, a parent, a, a father, a son. So you have to think about you might infect somebody that's up here, but they might go to their grandparents' house to visit or something like that. And they can infect somebody that it would be a very serious situation for them. Yeah, well, then that's why like I worry and I worry for our techs. And, and I, I know some of the techs are worried as well. I mean, but life goes mm -hmm. on. People still want their money. Are you are right. you doing anything? Are you guys, like, as a company, doing anything different to try to prevent it? So um, I have my own, like, wipes and stuff. 
And so uh, that's when I sent that Snapchat out and it said, it says on the wipes, it says uh, kills bacteria oh, from yeah. cold and flu virus. And then I wrote, wrote on like permanent marker next to it, plus COVID-19, <laughs> like, because it didn't say COVID-19 mm-hmm. on it. So, um, but I, w- I should do it for every car. And, and sometimes it gets hard because I get really, really busy and, Yes, those extra seconds, because when I do wipe it off, mm-hmm. I wipe it off how it should be wiped off. Mm-hmm. But usually it's for like the more elderly people that I'll you go take and take extra care. I will. Yeah. And, and I'll go out there to the car with them um, so they can visually see me wiping everything down on their car. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's like the craziest thing, though, because my girlfriend just went to the store and she's like, there was it was full of people who are over the age of 60, like clearly over the age of 60. Well, so and the store's she, here. Like yeah, Target, they do they, special hours. Yeah, it's them. like they got two hours like in the morning or whatever that they are supposed to come in. Right. Um, it's, it's only 60 and above. Yeah, it's right. like uh, 8 to 9 or something, whatever. The first two hours that they're open, they've been opening later because they've been stocking in the morning or whatever. So, But I worry about myself um, in the sense of, I'm getting in multiple cars all the time. Well, yeah. and for me, at my job, I'm building inspector. We inspect houses. And if you go in a house that has it, there's there's a chance because it survives on hard well, surfaces. And it, and it ups your chance, too, when you're sniffing people's panties and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you got issues. Way to make light of the situation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we're, we're uh, not letting people come to building inspections now. So we're not That's having smart, any though. of the clients there. Because normally the buyers and the buyer's agents come to the inspections. And yeah. we're just having no one come to those inspections so that we can limit exposure as much as possible. I bet you guys possible. are getting more shit done and way quicker. Yeah, it, it does go by a little quicker because <laughs> yeah. you're not explaining as much stuff. Yeah, well, it's like you notice something in the paint, right? On, and you're I like, just take a picture, put it in my notes. No, and, but like when they have a customer there, yeah. you know, his house or whatever, and you're like looking at something, they're like, what are you looking at? Well, and then you got to explain what could right. cause it yeah. and everything yeah. like that. It's, it's like, it's probably great. <laughs> probably great relief for you. It's a little more boring though, because you're not talking to people. I'm just literally by myself all day, so yeah, that part of it is a little different. Yeah, but. yeah, I can understand that. For our office, uh, they sent like eighty percent of the building uh, home. So on my floor, there's only like four or five of us there, and we each have our own offices. And then there's like how did they determine different... what who got sent home? I think did. it's just like people. If they had kids or if they lived with somebody that was high, um, what you uh, high risk, or high something. risk, exactly. If they were high risk, they would send them home. So, um, are they sending them home like with some sort of pay or like how's the company handling that? Yeah, yeah. So like it's all everybody's working from home, they all have laptops and they could all connect to the VPN and all that stuff. So it's just like business as usual, you're just working from home. The company he you, works for is really good to their employees. So other places aren't aren't doing as well about that kind of thing. Yeah. So I work for like a small family owned uh, oil company. Right. And um, they've been in the business since I don't know, like nineteen forties or fifties. Very nice people. They they came in and had their car serviced, and I really enjoyed them. Nice. What were you gonna say, Tom? Do you guys think that, um, like? What do you guys are? What do you guys expect? I mean, obviously, we're all young. We're not like you know scientists or you know 
I'm not really an economist. I'm just learning. Economics. Right. So, What's our opinion on? What is your opinion on like what the, what the back holds? end of this thing looks like? Yeah. Like, do you think that everyday life will forever be different? Or do you guys think, I mean, because I mean, you got to imagine like music festivals, right? Like, is yeah. that a thing in the past? Or do you think no. that people are still going to be sweating on top of each other in, you know, groups of thousands? I think uh, it's, it's definitely a wake up call for everybody. Um, I think things will eventually get back to normal, but I don't know the time. I'm thinking, I'd say late summer before everything really goes back to normal. Well, they're closing the schools. Well, that's what I'm saying. The the year. Well, it's till the 17th now, and they'll probably bump it back again. Yeah, I'm sure they'll close so everything. One of the uh, physicians uh, on the news of the MSNBC that I was watching, mm-hmm. and he said to, that everyone needs to accept the reality of the fact that school's probably not going to be open right. for the rest of the year and it's smart in, in my opinion because if we're really going to try and bend the curve and this is kind of where it's like flatten Wyoming, flat yeah that's what i meant flatten the curve like where i think like wyoming kind of took its time and like waited for Whoa. it to start increasing and increasing and then it's like okay we need to flatten flatten our own curve it's like we should have just shut down well it's because right we didn't really have that many cases and the only cases yeah that but we how do you have... not get cases by shutting down yeah i know but like, he's, he's not you're wrong. already re- you're already reducing the risk if you've seen everybody else is starting to get to this point you need to jump on the train and do it to flatten the curve for us we we do I have the benefit of a well-dispersed population true i mean we we don't have that many people in quite a I bit think, of area so you... i think shit's about to hit the fan within the next yeah, two well, weeks. I mean, plus you can't just go, I mean, the large part of what these governors and these large political parties, you know, our, you know, local state government and including the federal government is really worried about is, you know, if you're not at that point yet where, you know, you have a lot of cases and stuff like that, the sooner you shut down the economy, the sooner the impacts are going to be widespread. Right. So, I mean, you got to think about just like we were just talking about, you know, your company spent 80% of that floor home and, Maybe some of them can work from home, but like mm-hmm. obviously that company specifically, but that's not the case for everybody. Exactly. And this whole unemployment thing is just getting, I mean, it's going to be crazy. Really and it's going to take some time to rebound. Um, and I think this is back to your question initially. I think it's going to change how we interact socially a little bit, even afterwards, because um, people are realizing that a lot of more employees can work from home. So a lot yeah, of people like that almost, right? yeah, a lot of people that work are working remotely now. I think they might just stay remote or go remote part time instead of uh, going back into the office. And we'll see a lot less brick and mortar offices and stuff in the long term future because people are realizing the work's still getting done for these people and yeah. these jobs that can be handled via computer. I think economically we're going to bounce back pretty quick. This is not like the I recession. Don't know about that. I don't. I but think this, is, there's another, like, this is not like the recession where we, you know, gave out a bunch of money because everything was crashing because I think everything's going to crash because nobody's going to be going back to work. Well, things are going to crash. Obviously, all I'm saying is I think it's going to be a lot easier to recover from yeah. it because this is because of a pandemic from a sickness. Well, this isn't th- there's uh, some other stuff going on, especially in Wyoming, because our economy is largely national natural gas and oil and uh, right. resource based. And uh, Saudi Arabia and who else was it? China, Russia, Russia flooded the market. So oil was tanking even before yeah. this. This that, thing that's hit. our so, problem. Yeah, but we're still talking about us. Yeah, too. yeah, that is definitely that's. So, so we're gonna and 
But oil's always up and down, though. It is. Right. It's a boom and bust. Constantly flush, fluctuating. Yeah. Everyone knew it was coming. Yeah. It has to it correct. Has to, it yeah. has to correct, but... There's going to be a lot of very interesting corrections that are going to happen, and I agree with... I'm not sure. I couldn't differentiate who was saying it exactly, but the fact that a you large tell my voice companies... Different? Well, it wasn't you. I got that uh, a, lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these companies that are realizing that some of the work is still getting done, even though these people are going home. Like, what sense is it to bring them back into the office if they can efficiently do their job, you know, from using a VPN from their home, still involved in the company, sending emails and getting stuff done? I mean, well, and ultimately is, the overhead's lower if they're working from home. So, true, that's, but I think where a lot of people are worried is because they they think that production will go down. It's but, a lot but easier to work we're gonna away have some from distractions. We're going to have some data that actually supports or denies yeah. this. Right. this. We'll just have theory. to wait for it. Yeah. But I think that's why mostly guys... people weren't working from home is because they felt like production would go down. There's a lot of distractions at home. Yeah. Did you guys see there was um, the Weather Channel put out basically the satellite footage of all the cities that are under these like stay at home or basically, you know, the shelter in place, which isn't a yeah, good Carbon term, levels are better. Um, the mean, air, the the air quality is improving. What was it? Venice? Was it Venice? Venice the water was clear. The clear. Yep. Yeah. You can yeah. find it. Like so all, these, time in all these greenhouse people, and I, I am 100% supportive of that. And I think that that is a, a, a definite correction that we need to make. But but they're getting like hard factual right now data. What yeah. if you shut the switch off? What would it look like? Yeah. Well, and we are shutting the switch in off. China, like, for the first time ever, some of the cities in China aren't operating in a high level of smog and pollution. It's so. everywhere. Yeah. That's and so that's crazy. the thing is that we can correct it and it will happen a lot quicker if we actually make the jump to, to make a difference. Well, and that's what I was saying. It's going to make people, this period of time is going to make people realize that what, the way we're always doing things isn't necessarily the right way. It's yeah. just right. Dude, alien. Earth is getting the rest. Yeah. It's created. Yeah. It's you ever seen uh, you guys, World uh, War Z? Oh yeah, that's straight zombie stuff. No, is no, that, no, but is that the Brad Pitt one? Yeah, yeah but but in yeah. World War Z, when he's talking to this, uh, you know, disease specialist or whatever, he's like, the the earth will produce one of these sicknesses like SARS or the Spanish flu or da, da 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 to get its break virtually. And, and obviously in the movie, it was like this yeah. overblown thing, you know, right. where it's like everyone's turning into zombies, but like, this is the break that earth was, you know, needing the, yeah. the history channel. Really... Oh, go ahead. Tom. I, I, no, I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just think it's really interesting to see like, you know, historically the way that people classify these viruses you know back in the day like the black plague was like oh this is god smiting us and you're like kind of seeing firsthand as like this is a chemical thing that we can trace with scientists and how right. how it's basically originated from an animal and basically once it mutated to a certain point it could be transferred to a human which then it mutated again and, and like just to see that like at one day and age we basically as humans were like uh, this is because God is angry at us. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, and now it's like. I was just going to say, I don't necessarily believe the story coming out of China that it's from bat soup. No, it's from pangolins or whatever. Yeah, no. I still a, don't. I don't, totally I don't really believe debunked that. Theory. No, not, that was a rumor. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not bat soup. soup. So what? what no. is, 
were you saying it's, it's a pangolin it's like uh it looks like an armadillo i guess without its shell i think that would be an interesting thing to see armadillos are huge disease carriers they have rabies and they and are all over florida <laughs> well that's the armadillo itself but apparently this thing did from what they researched did come out of china and it, it did i mean you know all small rodents like that and that you know you know, well, the no plague was from on, rats. Well, no shade on rodents. Mm. No shade on rodents or anything, but like, you know, birds, no rats, raccoons, you know, <laughs> rodents like that. They carry, they're able to exist and live and carry these diseases. Yeah. And if it does, yeah, we, you need to watch uh, human. This is a plug for this movie, uh, Contagion. Yeah, it's all oh, yeah. Netflix. But uh, uh, so from what I know, how it, how oh, that's the, a different, that's a different movie. No, uh, whatever. There's, there's two. <laughs> there's the one where it's the monkey. Giving like the AIDS virus to everyone, like, uh-huh. a, like a super strong AIDS virus. That one's on Netflix. Oh, I thought Contagion's a different one. Oh, it's, okay. It's like people are Epidemic getting this, or this flu, and everyone's like, once you get it, you got like four days, and it's it's really interesting because you're seeing like this in a movie form, and it's like very accurate to like what we're going through right now. Yeah. Um, well, except the people have a little thing was. Did you guys see that that fucking there was a Netflix special that was basically a docu series that came out that was released like January or February called Pandemic. Yeah, it was literally about how they were hypothesizing that the next pandemic is going to be this huge fucking deal, and literally like the next month, here we are looking at it. Like, I just thought that was very on the it was very on the nose. It was right. Very yeah, weird. Go you know? figure, right? I think this honestly is not is going to maybe be a reoccurring situation to where. Because the population is getting more dense all over the world, right. and it's we travel more, it's easier to spread everything. So I think this is going to be a, something that we're going to have to think about, even if it's not COVID nineteen. It might be something else in the future, right? Definitely. Which they're saying that this is the fastest traveling virus because of you know how quickly and how efficiently people move about the globe. I mean, right? Moved way faster from you know, from China to surrounding countries to eventually the United States, uh, just because, I mean, people get on flights and they're on the other part of the world, like, you know, in days and not just one person, like tens of thousands of people are moving around the globe all right. the time. Yeah. I was listening to this one, uh, Joe Rogan clip where they, uh, <laughs> they had a couple people that had the COVID virus, like on a cruise. And then they, uh, they got them off all the cruise and then they tested, they were testing the, the ship and all this stuff. The surfaces. And, yeah, the surfaces. And they could still see uh, the coronavirus there on, on the surfaces like 20 days later or something like that. Yeah, it was at least two weeks. Yeah. And Those poor it, people that got on that. Oh, I know. They were, oh, they were stuck. Well, they were, like they, weeks, they were right? having issues like finding a country that would let them dock and let everybody off. Yeah. And I forget. It was Croatia, I think. They probably had to pay a literal boatload of money ended up to get on there. There's this <laughs> couple that they can't get back to the United States. They won't let them back. Yeah. That whole you thing was just crazy. I, mean, I mean, just the idea that basically just because they're on a ship, like, I mean, if you've ever been on a cruise, how many times do you pass the same chair or bar or right. whatever? Well, it's like not like they're day. deep but they cleaning got the, every They got day. the washy-washy people. <laughs> I've never been on a cruise. What? You go on vacation more fucking anyone. But I've never been on a cruise. Me neither. 
we, we've been planning ahead. <laughs> I honestly, I'd rather go to an all inclusive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cruises are just like they very set schedules. And I don't like being on the set schedule. I like being able to do whatever the fuck I want. And a lot of I get them only docked for so. a little while. So you're only able to spend a few hours in some of these docks. Oh, and- dude, we went to Cabo and Cabo was like beautiful, right? Like I love Cabo. I've been there, I think, three times now. Um, and we go there and we are only docked for like four hours. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are we even stopping here for? Like, stopping to eat and come back, I they're, guess. They're resupplying and fueling. But they have like but- a ton of shit that you can do there. But yeah. like... You don't have we time to do it. We don't have time to do it. Taking up the other half of the crew. Yeah, we didn't have time to do any of it. I was like, "Well, fuck this." But yeah, I don't know. I man. don't know, man. Surge, I'm really curious you... to see what the cruise ship industry is going to look like after this whole thing. Like, I, I know, know that they're going to try to. It's that time, them. man. Buy a cruise now. That's what I'm saying. Buy <laughs> buy cruise stocks or whatever. No, don't. I I don't think don't that. buy cruise stocks. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't I'm know. Sure, they'd come we're back. They're gonna come back. Everything will come back at some point. The kind of hygienic. I'm just saying. You know, I'm not saying buying a stock. I'm saying buy a ticket. <laughs> well, airplane tickets are dirt cheap if you can get anywhere too. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I think part of the craziest part of this too is like, I mean, you're still seeing people. Like, I don't know how it is out there in Wyoming, but like, I'm sure you guys run into people every once in a while that are like, just not on board with this whole thing yet and you're like how yeah dude i saw this guy in fucking target yesterday and he was coughing and shit i'm not saying that he had anything you know or whatever i won't label him as that but i'm just like bro you got a cough and you're fucking in target right now right go the fuck home like even if you don't have anything like you should be coughing in target like it's allergies I mean, right what, if you're sneezing i get it it's allergy season for some people like i'm sneezing yeah me too it's like but like if you got a cough go home <laughs> like don't don't well leave. and the more statistics that come out and everything he wasn't even uh, covering his mouth <laughs> Dude, the I'm more, but the, what I was saying is, the more stuff that comes out, Terrorist. I think there's going to be less deniers and less, like there, you can't argue with the data. It's, at a certain point, you're just going to have to accept what's going on. Do you guys see the people that are getting charged with uh, uh, terrorism for like that one for day intentionally that, spreading oh. it? Well, the dude didn't have it, but he fucking you know went to Target or Walmart or whatever and like licked a bunch of. Uh, like deodorant things. Oh, like, that dude. That was uh there was a YouTube guy I was listening to on the radio. Apparently, everyone's doing this COVID nineteen like, YouTube challenge or TikTok challenge. Like, are you fucking stupid? I saw. Like, I know what you're talking about, Tom. Yeah. Like the dude Somebody actually like, got Corona. The toilet or something. Yeah, there's a dude yeah, that it's... looked the toilet. Like you're fucking. What is wrong with you, bro? When you, then, I yeah, you and got asthma. Corona afterwards. <laughs> People would just That's do like it for the clout. Instant man. karma. Oh, yeah. for the clout, you for thought sure. you thought the Tide Pods were stupid. Next level <laughs> shit. It got worse <laughs> just when you thought it couldn't. I don't know, man. The Tide Pod thing was pretty bad. Like, how in the world could you ever assume that that was a good idea? Or you never go full retard. Like, no. I mean, obviously they knew it was a bad idea, but is it really worth it? To, Hell like, no. That bad. I don't need attention. Well, the the thing is, is that, and this is one of the things that's wrong, you know, with our country today or the world, people watch stupid. Yeah, they just do. And and, I mean, and and even if you hate it, that's where that's where the saying comes from. Any press, 
is good press, whether it's True. bad or yeah. not. Well, and that's Tiger King. That thing's blowing up on <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. I, uh, we can't talk about it right now, Tom. I'm like two episodes in. I, I still got to watch I, it. I, I just watch watched it. the first one. I didn't one. watch the whole thing. Shout no, out like, Tom McFarlane. Is it a Joe Exotic? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe, like, so I actually didn't watch it uh, scene for scene. I just, my girlfriend's just on the was side. watching it, and I would go back and forth cause, um, just because she was watching it. She was like, oh, my God, you guys got to see this. So I got, like, the most intense tidbits of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And the reason why we were so interested in watching it is because these motherfuckers live in Florida, some of them. <laughs> and my... My sister actually lives down the street from a guy who has like four or five tigers and a bear. And it turns out he's on that documentary oh. for like literally like episode three for like five fucking seconds. Oh, shit. And yeah, but it's like they say, like the, uh, they were saying on Joe Rogan the other day, they were talking, Joe Rogan was talking about like, if you could keep a bear fed, bear's probably not going to eat you. But like these fucking cats, they're born hunters, they're hunters like right. to the fullest. Like it was a bear. I well, don't know. I mean, no, but but yeah. bears will if they're if they're fed, they're not gonna eat you. If I'm they're sure hungry, they're, they're gonna eat you. Their yeah. main motivation is food, right? But right. like cats are like, dude, cats are. Ma- Just watch a house cat. Those things could be completely fed and super satisfied, and they'll just go berserk on you for no fucking reason. Yo, if, this, if if Aaron's cat had its balls right now, it would be a totally different cat. No, I'm that sure. cat would He's, fucking be looking at Serge like a snack. <laughs> <laughs> and Serge would be trying to keep it six feet away. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we, social we distance. Door, <laughs> the door closed right now, and it'd be scratching at it like. <laughs> I was, uh, so I was talking to her about it because uh, she was watching the series and I was laughing and I was like, it's funny because so like lions and, you know, um, like female male lions, they are pack sort of animals. So there, there's a certain amount of like feed it and I'm the one who feeds you dominant. Don't kill me. Don't eat me. Mm-hmm. I guess tigers, it seemingly can be manipulated in some sort of a way. Yeah, but, but you know what the hell you don't see people too. hanging out with? <laughs> you know you don't see you know, you know what you don't see people hanging out with? Black Panthers. Those <laughs> right. motherfuckers are solitary creatures, and they don't want to be around you or anybody else. Yeah, and like, I don't care if I'm fed or not. I will fucking kill you. They're like, I mean, all of the all of the big cat family, scary, definitely scary animals. Well, I they mean, were saying, uh, and that was one of the things that Joe Rogan was talking about. He's like, if you ever see a farm cat, he's like, you always see females. Oh, yeah. He's like, and if you ever do catch the male, the one that's banging all of them, like, he's got just giant fucking balls and, like, the head oh, yeah. of the head of a tiger. Like, on a little fucking, you know, farm cat. Like, and they're scary. And you don't really see those. How often do you see cats swinging their nuts around on a fucking, you know? Like, I know Courtney's family, when they were living out in uh, was it Douglas, I don't know. Uh, they had a farm and they had a bunch of fucking feral cats. They were all females. Mm. They were all females. And it was really interesting. Well, with, have, with the lions, there's, there's one male, isn't there, in the pride? And then it's all females? Dude, or? I don't even fucking know. There's, know there's more than one male, but there's always one like dominant. Alpha, yeah. like in most pack. There's one alpha, right? And so that dude eats first. He fucks first. Or he's the only one that actually has sex, right? Yeah. And the other ones kind of just like, you know, take scraps and wait for their time to basically take down the big hoss. But like, yeah, man, dude, it, they they're not, I just don't, 
I get it. It's cool. I can see the appeal. Like, you know, the equivalent of like maybe having a motorcycle. Like, yeah, I have this big cat and it's pretty rad because I'm a badass. But like, do you feel like you're really doing that animal any justice by like keeping it in a cage? Yeah, their quality of life is way less. They're not meant to be in cages. They're just reaping the uh, benefits of... You want a big cat, get a man cooned. (laughs) (laughs) Look look at uh, Siegfried and Roy, uh, those Las Vegas performers, or was it... Did you not just hear my comment where I said like... No, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, I made the comment about but, yeah, I bet that's what no, Siegfried right. thought. Siegfried a perfect eat. example. Yeah, they, they had, had this like, cat for 20 years or whatever, and they just decided one day, fuck like you, a bro. snack. Yeah. Yeah, I've had enough of your shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're not I'm not doing do this anymore. <laughs> I'm fucking over this. I just think that, like, so, yeah, I mean, and this isn't really giving anything away, the series but like a big part of the focus is that some of these people aren't spading or they're not neutering these cats one because maybe you feel bad i don't fucking know but they're they're purposely having cubs so that they can take them and do like basically cub petting and use right. that for fucking money and it's just it's terrible it's disgusting right? yeah well they uh they were saying like in the show i don't know if i should nah, maybe i shouldn't do the spoiler i mean they were talking about about it on joe rogan which I should probably watch it first so I can get like a solid opinion of it. But uh, the arm thing, yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that clip. I too, didn't. So. I didn't see it yet, so I don't really want to. Episode speculate. two. Episode two. So I haven't right. seen it yet. So. I'll, I'll make the jump. Uh, Serge, quick question for you: uh-huh. um, With all of the the Asian racism, which people don't understand, Serge may look Asian. That motherfucker is Mexican. <laughs> 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 yeah, with the name Sergio. <laughs> Sergio Villa. Villa. Yeah. Villa, yeah. Villa man. Villa. L's are silent. Fucking no, racist. double L, Y sound. Yeah, he's Chad's a racist Sorry, Canadian. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, so like, have you experienced that? Are you worried about experiencing any of that? Nah. I'm I worried think here for you. Oh, really? Hell yeah, man. Maybe people look at me, but I don't know. I don't really pay attention. Like, Plus, we've been like quarantined. We were Good like quarantine anyways, so if I go to a store, I'm just in and out. I'm doing what I need to do, looking for the toilet paper, you know what I mean? Go to that <laughs> aisle first. Dude, and you guys, like, you guys, that was not the right term. <laughs> Racist in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the uh, the Asian culture uh-huh. is like some of the most polite and nicest people, and like, there's all these people all over treating them like shit. It, well, it, it depends just, on the country. Too. They're, they're culturally right. accepted, but for the most part, it depends. It really does because I lived over there. Are different. we talking about fucking North Korea? No, no. Obviously. But China is not as culturally acceptive or kind or like socially aware as other Asian countries, like Thailand, Japan. Those countries are really good about being like the the citizens of those countries are really good about being socially aware, giving you your space, that kind of thing. Whereas Chinese are, are known for being oblivious or less, less conscientious of that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I hear you though. Like, I don't really, I don't feel warranted enough to have an opinion about it. Uh, other than the fact that hearing people say that there's any kind of discrimination going on towards you know, Asian people in their communities are like, it's sad. Yeah. Arrogant fucking people. Like, how do you even think that makes sense? Like, what are you doing? Right. It's just, I think it's just ignorant people, you know, 
And it is, and with, a lot with of those. bigger uh, populations and stuff like that, since we live in a smaller population area and stuff like that, I'm not really affected, but I'm sure bigger you were population. affected. There was one time at the bar. You there was one affected. time Chad was there. But yeah, I, I got his back. I yeah. stood up for him. But just that, was that was way beer. before just this. Just ignorant people, man. Yeah. Go that for it, Chad. Tell the story. Oh, the guy just kept on coming up to Sergio and calling him a chink and stuff like that. And I'm like, not even Chinese. Just go back to your friends. Leave them alone. Yeah. And then he kept, he insisted. He came like back three times, probably yeah. four times, something like that. And so I said, either your friends are going to take you out of here or I am and we'll handle it. So that was, it kind of ended there, but... But yeah, he yeah, just kept coming back. I was like, yo, bro. He was like yelling at him, being obnoxious. Yeah. Yo, and I think just any kind of racism. Hit him with the clap sound. Oh. Chad saves the day, man. All right, yeah. There you go, there you go. Chad. <laughs> this all for you, bro. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but any kind of racism, you're cutting out so many good people in the world that you could know and that you could learn something from. So I think right. that's just that closed-mindedness needs to continue to be corrected. But, and it's always going to happen, well, you know. That's the well-rounded, cultured side of them coming out right there. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I think uh, people are always going to be ignorant, but I don't know. I try to tend to avoid that stuff, but it's always going to pop up eventually, you know. Did you guys ever see that show? Um, and I forget which network it was on, but virtually they uh, they set people up um, just to see reactions and how people handle things. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. There's that big dude. It was like a late yeah. night thing where they yeah, and like, he, he would have like someone camera, being sticking up for somebody. Yeah, right? like two actors and one of the actors someone would be being, like racist. explicitly offensive or yeah. something. Sort of like fat people are racist, racism or some shit like that. Yeah, like, and then they would go and ask the person like, "Oh, why did you stand up for them? And why did you do this and that?" And I, I mean, know, there were even times where people didn't stand up, right? And then he would ask him, you know, why didn't you say anything? Yeah, you, I mean, those questions need to be asked. Yeah, right. No, 100%. Yeah. This is crazy. How long have we been going now? Uh, Like almost an hour and a half. 122. Damn. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wrap her up. This yeah. has been a good conversation. It's been a good, it's been a good podcast for sure. Um, yeah, man. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed like just sitting and chatting and bullshit with you guys. And I, I feel like the whole uh, Cozy Boys title really. Comfy like, Boys, motherfucker. Comfy <laughs> Boys. Sorry. But it, no, it just makes so much sense because like sometimes you just kind of want to sit around and bullshit a little bit and kind of yeah. go over, you know, maybe you're not armchair experting it, right? No, but maybe you're just kind of just, you know, giving your own two cents about how it makes you feel and shit. And that's. Yeah, very interesting, definitely. When we're having these conversations, you figure other people are thinking it or talking about it. So another perspective or just a different voice about it kind of gets the gears rolling, lets you think about things a little differently. Well, yeah, and we're not like profiting from this and we do this anyway. Yeah, we yeah, we're gonna talk shit anyways and talk about all this bullshit. (laughs) How many times did we say like we should set up a pod? No, but no, 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 but like uh, remember when we had a bunch of people at your house? We were all saying it was like Kennedy. And we were Skyler, watching football, you. right? Yeah, we were watching football. We were just standing there talking about current events, just bullshitting. And yeah. I told Serge, I was like, we should just set up a camera and like just make it. That's true. A, make a, a show. Yeah. I like this format a little better, though, because you're able to discuss things a little deeper that way, and there's not as much other bullshit going well, on. Well, at right. some point, we are going to do a yeah. live show with a cam. Yeah, eventually we'll get there. 
the pot will be on on YouTube at some point in video format as well. You get more people stumbling upon it that don't really know you guys or don't know Casper that way. Yeah, well, and then there's there's uh, you know some some restrictions. There's a lot more restrictions. So if we were to ever pull anything up, it can't oh, yeah, be, yeah. it can't be viewed on the camera or anything like that because we don't have the rights to it. Yeah, no music. Um, right, yeah, it's uh, I'd have well, to do some sound more effects. Stuff, well, right now we're we're using free music. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. our intro and outro song is free, so we can do whatever we want with it. It's, right. it's ours to use. Yeah, not we don't own, own it. it. But yeah, it's yeah, it's we can't free. get in trouble for using yeah. it virtually. Even there are some I like, great songs. I like the intro music. I like the song. It's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah it's cool. We went through we went through quite a few yesterday when we were trying to find it. And yeah, how, so how many do you think? Do you try and try oh, probably like twenty? Uh, I don't know. About well, no, I was going through. Oh, like, Holden did, but yeah, I was going through, and then Sergio heard that one, and he was like, "Oh, I like That's that a, one." It's because uh, you know why? Because they use this song for like another podcast thing. They use that one. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. Fuck whatever me. they use it. Yeah. Oh, uh, for the pull-up. Shout, quick, shout out, Joe Budden. You can have somebody write you something. So quick to comment on uh, on Armchair Experts. I love Dak and uh, what's his wife's name? Kristen. Kristen Bell. Bell. Yeah. I love their relationship. Like, If you I haven't am, seen the sloth videos oh, with yeah, her, him supplies and her with the sloth, they're hilarious. She just can't even handle her life after that. Oh, yeah. Dude, she, and they actually did a podcast... Uh, it was him and her, and they were getting in a fight. They were like just in a fight and like pissing each other off. And he even says it. He's like, "Yeah, our first like hour or half hour is kind of us bickering back and forth, and I'm kind of being a dick and like stuff like that." And I thought that was a great podcast. But well, people want to see got, real. He's they got don't... ads. He's got ads. Do you listen to? Do you listen to his podcast pretty regularly? Or? I, I was, but then, like, you know, you, you can't get, fuck with you get through You get through t- 20 minutes, and you got to sit through a three-minute ad. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. Like, They're like, up. Oh, you don't need the ad. You don't need the money from the ads. I, I don't do that. I just, on my, so I play on a couple of different podcast players, and, like, I use, you know, there's a plug for you, but, like, iHeart or Podcast or Stitcher, and they all have these, like, little, 15 second rewind or 30 second forward fast yeah. forward and every time an ad comes on you can almost hit it perfectly three times and it'll perfectly skew from where you left off before the ad till like right when you're hearing the music come back on again yeah well i'm sure at Skip some point like quick. once we're a little more established um and we have more listeners or whatever um yeah, we'll, we'll probably have there. like some sponsors or something that we'll shout out that'd to be cool do, yeah you but, know you know, use a use a promo code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, promo code Comfy Boys. <laughs> yeah, use a promo code Comfy <laughs> Boys. Get twenty percent off. Because I know you we could probably throw that on there. I'm, so I'm sure we could get it's like Braddis. What's that? Braddis oh, Meat yeah. Market. I'm sure we get them. We probably get back. Just local, yeah, local, yeah, local, local stuff. You know, yeah. you you pre- need the viewership. Pretty presumptuous. To, pretty presumptuous. We're not there presumptuous yet. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. You need the we're list, not even close. You no. need the listeniership before you can. Plus, uh, we're kind of just. I feel like I'm just kind of doing it for myself, like yeah. just talking and stuff, and talking to people. And Do you feel like new Tom. It's uh helped you get out of your shell a little bit more. Me, well, I, f- I, I feel like we have. That. 
I feel like we have these convos anyways, you know. Yeah, I mean? but now other people can. That's true. Sit, what you're just people just like creeping you're not, that's, why you're, that's why your fucking ass is sweating. I'm sweating. Yeah, I'm still sweating. <laughs> I've had to like uh, wipe uh, like my headphones a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Yo, that like Dude, tons I... of people were saying that Tom uh, when when we were first getting ready to start, they're like, "Why are you doing this with Sergio? Like he's so quiet." And I was like, "Dude, not I around, need Sergio no, out of his. Yeah. Well, not around." To people he knows and trusts, that's the thing. And right. this is like giving a little platform for that's you to true. speak your mind. It would be a little bit harder for you to talk if Chad wasn't here and it was Tom on the phone only. Well, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, if you're taking, you know, some notes out of some other people's books, you know, like somebody like, and I, I don't want to continue to blow this guy's podcast up, but, you know, Dak Shepard's mm-hmm. uh, armchair expert, he's got Monica Padman, right? And she's kind of like the perfect, like, yin to the yang, you know? He's like, like a very, moderator? This is. Yeah, right. she, and she virtually make, she dissects his show after it's over and, and virtually like right, tells they do him. the fact check and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Keeps but, it I mean, rolling. yeah, I think that you know, you don't want to have two conflicting personalities, right? So you uh you know, Holden's personality and your personality they kinda of, they very much so they mix really well together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're in Sergio love. kinda of lets Holden <laughs> go off on a tangent, right? <laughs> right Sergio yeah. is like this is what the reality is real quick. Let me just, you know, <laughs> just get my two cents. In. That's a good breakdown. <laughs> no. And, and Serge does do that. There's a lot of times where Serge kind of, he, checks I just me. let it ride. Yeah. He checks me. There's times where he agrees with me. And then there's times where he's got to check me. And, I'm like, nah, fam. Yeah. And he pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. That's a real friendship though. Anyone that, they can call you on your shit and yeah. they call you on. Yeah. Like calling somebody on their shit for fucking being late all the time. <laughs> I don't know anyone like that. No yo, one. Yo, that's Tom, that's this another kid's Chad fucking, story. This kid's late all the time. This kid, Chad Quinn, is fucking late <laughs> all me, the time. I'm, I'm habitually late to everything. I don't remember you don't ever know being what, late with me. I'm just, I just have this feeling. Uh, this is, I mean, this might be the most weird thing you've ever heard. I don't know. I cannot stand being early. I think that <laughs> oh, God. If, if you show up somewhere and that other person that you're meeting or whatever is like 30 minutes early. I'm kind of like, didn't you have, like, and I don't mean any disrespect, but like, don't you have anything better to do with your time than to be here like a fucking half hour? 30 early? minutes like, is not about being early. It's, it's about being on time. For yeah. me, it's always, right. I always think that like I can cram something else in before I have to do something. And then it, Exactly, it ends up running right. long. No, this fucking slap yeah. uses, <laughs> uses the story time. He uses the the uh, the old excuse of oh I forgot my wallet at home. Oh, I had yeah. to run back. Like shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's like oh I'm on my way. No, you're not. No, you're not. Hey, I got you today. Yeah, I got you, fam. You, you did. You did good today. So that was good. Um, not that everybody's I got that friend noticed. who's like. I'm right around the corner. Like, I'm one corner. I'm right around and the corner. And he's still in bed. Yeah. And he's still in bed sleeping, bro. It was like five more minutes on the snooze. <laughs> Yo, that was that was MJ Foley back in the day, though. He used to fucking piss me oh, off. Definitely. But even then, he's not... Foley wasn't even as bad as Chad. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Let's not turn this into <laughs> Burn My Shit podcast. Throwing, throwing shade over here real hard. Right. Yeah. It's he not, needs some sunglasses. Yeah, it's not something I left him in the car. Hang on, I gotta go back to my house. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, fuck Tom. Like it was, uh, it was kind of last minute having you on. I'm, I'm glad that we did that and we got to use our, uh, our, our phone calling system thing that we got. Yeah, for sure. It sounds pretty good. So. I, I, I appreciate it so much. And, you know, it was cool meeting you, Tad, and same Sergio. And I, I really appreciate you guys are doing this. And, you know, as soon as Holden told me, or I mean, he didn't tell me, I, I saw it on Snapchat and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. Like, I love podcasts at this point in my life, and I, I think that's such a great platform for people to be, like, really honest and really real and just kind of, like, have an open conversation about stuff. And, you know, I, I, I fully support, you know, this whole thing. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And I, I'm honestly just very flattered that you even were like, yeah, no, I want you to be on my podcast with me and my friends talking about the shit that we, you know, think is important and stuff. So it's cool, man. I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's gonna be nice too because uh, you know now I mean we we and not that this was the intention but you know now you, you've been on the podcast and you're gonna be like yo you gotta listen to this like yeah. I was on a podcast like with my buddy in Wyoming like spread it so, around yeah so then it even spreads that that much further and and even then like I know from being in New York I know a lot of people in New York and there's there's somebody I I want to contact there that I think would absolutely love to be on the podcast and kind of talk about what he's going through. Mm -hmm. Uh, That'd be way crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be way crazy. Definitely getting that insight. I mean, uh, I I have family in New York and I, you know, they're my stepdad's family and some of my mother's distant families. um, But I could only imagine some of the shit they're going through right now. Oh, right. Yeah. And this kid lives in, you know, fucking Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, wow. and, And works, you know, virtually all over uh, New York, uh, well, New York City. He does uh, construction. He works for like an insulation company or something like that. Um, I actually haven't really seen him on Snapchat lately, so it's very curious. He might be to out me. of work right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. They're, they're not working. No one's working there, I don't think. Right. Other it's than from essentials. Home. Yeah. Like, or like the cops, you know, EMS. But... I, I know like even dealerships, um, there are some that are closing in Denver, uh, Montana. One of our sister stores is, is virtually closing their sales yeah. department. Um, they, uh, they shut down, uh, Montana, I believe the state. So it's only, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying we're going to get there. That's where I was getting at earlier is I, Colorado I shut down too. Yeah. Wyoming is going to get there. There, yeah. The governor's trying not to, but we'll see. That's what he said. It's or the cases are going up. Yeah, well, it's like slow. I said, it's exponential, but... Yeah, it's not... When you start out for the lower base, then the exponential but, isn't going to be as shocking. But, but right. here's what here's what worries Eventually me about it, there. and then, you know, we can try and close them. Right. If anybody has anything to add to what I'm about to say, um, we can do that and try and close out. But um, it's because there is that, that distance and population and stuff like that where I feel like we may have taken it not as serious when it was all happening. When there's that a, now like a Western gonna, tough mentality yeah, that's and, built and in I, people here. I think it's going to catch up. And yeah. that's virtually where, where I'm going with it. Yeah. And it's just taking us longer. But it, it will catch up to us. Because um, you don't know how many people were infected. And they're walking around doing this car hoarding shit. And you know, going from store to store. Buying the maximum of items that they can have. From store to meat. store. Yeah, meat. Yeah. So like toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah, like <laughs> Shout seen, out. We yeah. saw the one car on Snapchat where like they obviously had a full car of fucking shit. Right. 
And you can tell that, that they were hoarding and they went to each store and bought the maximum of each thing, you know, probably left for a little while, went back, bought another maximum of all the stuff that they could buy. And it's just so fucked well, up. And there are some people so that are getting up. busted for it. There's people trying to sell hand well, sanitizer. fuck them. Oh, I know. They're, yeah. They, uh, there's a guy, I don't remember exactly where he was at, but bought mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of dollars worth of hand sanitizer and was trying to sell it for like 80 bucks a bottle, 100 bucks a bottle. On Amazon. And then, yeah, on Amazon. And he got called out and they said, either we're going to fine you and you're going to go to jail for six months or you're going to donate all this right. hand sanitizer that, that you yeah, ordered. Was that the guy with the garage who was yeah. like, giving it out for free yeah. after because he like, had felt so bad about it afterwards? It's because like, Amazon, they, they didn't let him like hike up the prices or yeah, whatever. that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, well, so he, they, got, like, he got reported. Not, he got reported a bunch. They're well, not doing any third-party sales anymore now, right? It's all direct Amazon stuff. Is I it? I don't point. know. Well, yeah, we don't know. I that's don't know. why I don't know, Tom, if you caught what I said on Facebook the other day, but I was like... And this wasn't directed at anybody. This was more of like I was Shots sitting. In, fired. I was sitting in my chair. Oh, I, I don't have. I need to get chair. the gunshot. You need to get a yeah. gunshot. So I was sitting in my chair at work, and I was just like thinking about stuff. And I was like, man, it's like fucked up when people are doing this shit and like trying to profit. You can really off tell of- like shitty people, and yeah. that's like a shitty thing to do. And so I put. Oh uh, no, I did. I did just read that actually. But yeah, you're seeing like during bad crowd, times, you can really yeah. see the difference in good people and in bad. <laughs> When the bad people are hey, no longer able to hide anybody in the crowds. That deserves a shout out right now, all the healthcare workers and stuff. Oh yeah, oh, hell yeah. Oh, shout yeah. out all the health workers. Yeah, and, and my stepdad. They're pulling doubles, oh, yeah. triples instead of Yeah, all the people on the well, front. Not line. even that. They're like having to see people die in some of oh, these yeah. places where it's really bad. And plus the like, doctors that are shoes. Right. The doctors that are on the front line and the ones that are passing away from it because they're just getting bombarded with exposure. Yeah, and you're seeing the the people with family. They're both doctors. They'll like both oh, be doctors, yeah. and and then they have kids, and and both of them are working openly with sick yeah. people, and and yeah. just risking. And and uh, like in Italy, when it got really bad, they weren't even testing their medical staff and stuff for the virus because they knew almost indefinitely they were gonna get it. They just knew that they right. had to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wild. shout out to them. Thank you guys for everything that you do. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I know we, I have a lot of nurse friends and, and stuff For like sure. that. We, so we all do. Plus, in our families and yeah. everything. So, yeah. So, thanks to everybody there. Thanks to Chad Quinn for coming on. Thanks yeah. for having. Thanks me. to Tom for taking us last minute. You're two hours ahead of us, so it's it's twelve twenty there. Yeah, pretty late. It's late, but I'm I'm here for you, and I and thanks thanks again, man. Yeah, man. You got anything to promote? No, I've got, I've got nothing. <laughs> it was really nice to meet you. Tom's though. like, I'm just fucking happy to I be know. on a podcast. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you, hey, you as well, Chad and uh, and Serge and and Holden. It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Chad, you got anything? No, I'm good. Cool. Well, All right. Thank well, you for having me. Let's yeah. wrap up episode two. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks, thanks Chad. All right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and uh, SoundCloud, Comfy Boys Pod. Um, we'll be posting it soon. As soon as uh, Sergio can edit, yeah, fucking edit. It'll be quick on this one. I figured it out. So just edit all Chad's parts out. <laughs> That's gonna <laughs> be hard. <laughs> I talk too much. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you later. It's fun.